This No Jobs podcast episode is brought to you by Top Gun Backblades. All right, here we go. Snow Jobs Nation, episode 50, 50 of the Snow Jobs podcast, powered by Top Gun Backblades, is off and running. As always, I'm Steve. I'm talking to the juice box guy. That's right. And you all know who's here with me every week. The Rick James of snow management, Mr. Jeremy Lindstrom from Glacier Snow out in Fargo. What's up, Jay? I'm one Jay? of the baddest motherfuckers of all time. That's right. I'm one of the best singers. I'm one of the best looking motherfuckers you've ever seen. Hold my drink, bitch. What's up, bud? Bored. Bored? <clears throat> yeah. Bored. He turned the Snow Jobs podcast light sign on as I was doing that. Kind of made me chuckle. Looks good. Looks good. How's everything? Uneventful. Boring. You're not doing shit, huh? You are just, just I'm depressed. You got to talk to somebody. I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Suicide watch. Suicide I know. Watch. You're down every day. It's like you need snow bad. How come you didn't go to Minnesota? How, do, how come you didn't go show Mitchell up? Oh, because we had to do a podcast. We could have done it from there. Could have done it live <laughs> from the storm. Yeah. I don't know. Do I really want to go? embarrass mitchell again well I, that that was the whole point we could have gotten some great video and then it, you can't just mitchell can't dispute it anymore that you and andy and two vehicles can handle his lots and half the time as his six loaders or whatever he's got there yeah that's i mean it just gets old after a while <laughs> bailing mitchell you know mitchell talks a big game but he's not yeah i hear you bud i hear you so uneventful week you, get, you got a couple saltings in though right Salting, salt truck's been rolling, which is fine. At least we're doing something. And it's uh, Saturday tomorrow. We're recording this on Friday. So it sounds like we're going to get our standard half inch on a Saturday morning. So possibly. There you go. So there you go. You got your half inch. You'll be hauling for a week after, you know, and we, the next one. We haven't hauled. We've hauled once. <laughs> what? That was like a half inch, wasn't it, when you hauled? <laughs> no, I think that was a 1.1. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Huge difference. <laughs> we, got all, we got all six inches this year so far. So, yeah. No, I'm glad everybody six. else is getting snow. So Yeah, I think uh, as we record this, I think, uh, what, Wisconsin, Chicago, Illinois, uh, maybe Ohio are getting blasted a little bit. Yeah, it looks like uh, Chicago, Iowa. Yeah, like, yeah, Elements, he's been pushing every freaking day. And Abel and all those guys, seems like. So, yeah, they're, they're going strong out there. So, that's good. Yeah, David and Ian, they're crushing it. I'm supposed to be happy for him, I guess. I'm really not. But. Come on. You can't have snow every day. You got to spread it around. You guys were pushing every 48 hours last year. Oh. Greedy. Why can't, we just, <laughs> why can't it just stay steady? You know, it never can be one way or another. It's always too much or too little. So I don't know. It, it does like, you know, I know you watch the weather. I watch the weather. If you watch these models, it definitely, the storms are taking a different track this year. Like they're yeah. definitely going well south and then coming back up north after they pass like Lake Michigan. Yeah, so I'm about to go somewhere. Yeah, I'm about to go somewhere and push. So. Celebrity guest push. There you go. Who wants Jeremy? If I his schedule is clear, who's going to bring him out for some celebrity guest pushing? Yeah. I don't want that. That oh, absolutely. That'd be great. You jump in Mitchell's plane that won't ever come. Yeah, and you fly yeah. out. You know. Yeah, there you go. For sure. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. So, guys, today we have episode 50 
All right, 50 episodes of the main show. And honestly, I think that's probably like 48 more episodes than I thought we'd do. But uh, it's been awesome. It's been a wild ride. And we are just two weeks away from our one-year anniversary of the Snow Jobs podcast. That is wild. One year already. Time has flown, right? Yeah, it definitely has. It's been an incredible year. It's been fun. A lot of great guys. A lot of great Absolutely. people we met. Oh, my God. How much, how, how much stuff we've done and how many awesome amazing guys we've met in the last year that we've been doing this show it's just you know how much our lives have changed in a year just with the amount of people we know is crazy it's just been great yeah definitely probably why i'm still here (laughs) oh my god yes michael santalucito says we have to find a way to do video for one year we are definitely doing that i actually just sent jeremy a light and a, and a new webcam, so uh, it will be crystal clear. So we are in preparation for that. But, you know, somebody had a good point, though. If we do video and, say, post it on our YouTube channel, is, you know, are we – most of most everybody listens to this show while they're working, you know, while they're in the loader, while they're in the truck, while they're driving. It's not really conducive. Like, we're all – this is like a blue-collar podcast. It's not really conducive to sitting down at a computer for, you know, an hour and a half and – and watching a, uh, you know, watching a show, basically. Do any of us really have time for that? I always watch shows while I'm driving. Do you really? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> safe. Very safe. Love it. <laughs> Love to hear it. That's uh, Jeremy Lindstrom for all the insurance companies out there. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to do video. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if it's worth it. Uh, you know, see if the guys uh, take to it. But, uh, yeah, that's it. One One-year anniversary in two weeks. But today, guys, it just worked out that we had a monster nor'easter this past weekend in the Northeast, and it was a serious storm. Uh, Multiple inch per hour snowfall rates for a lot of the Northeast, Uh, high winds, and uh, as it usually is here now, heavy, wet concrete, as Jeremy says, uh, snow to push, right? (laughs) So we just decided to get a bunch of our friends in the Northeast on today to talk about the storm, you know, what they got, how they handled it, talk about the problems they may may have had, and, uh, you know, how they overcome how they overcame them. So uh, this should be a good one. And uh, before we get into it with the boys, let's hear from Team Top Gun with their new commercial, thank God, and do our week in review. Gentlemen, let me tell you about the best kept secret in the snow game, Top Gun Backblades. Our All-American Blade is the largest and strongest pickup truck plow on planet Earth. We're talking about a 16 to 20 foot wide blade that makes other snow plows look like toys. This is what peak efficiency feels like. Now, you can do more with less. We're currently offering the Fly High Edition plows with exclusive perks in honor of our late founder, Jason Yonkers. Quantities are extremely limited. Ask about our new skid steer attachment. Get your order started at topgunblades.com or check us out on Instagram and YouTube at Top Gun Blades. Welcome to Team Top Gun. 100 times better, right? Everybody agree on that? I think 100 times better. Oh, yeah. That's way better. Thank you, Rob and the team at Top Gun. That was awesome. Much better than, uh, than the last one. I know that was temporary, but uh, glad you guys uh, got a good one in there. Sounds great. Love it. And, uh, yeah, so let's do our week in review here, Jay. So last week we had Josh, Mitchell, and Brandon with us. We did part two of our equipment review. Uh, Last week we covered the sidewalk machines, uh, the different classes of those, tractors, different classes of those, and uh, salt spreaders. So uh, the feedback's been great on those, those two episodes we did with those guys, so Glad that everybody was able to take a few things away from that com- those conversations there because there was a lot of, you know, there was just great information given out by the boys and their their own experiences with that kind of equipment. 
And uh, that's what the show is about, guys. It's, it's about sharing their sharing everybody's experiences, helping each other get better. You know, nobody's afraid to talk about mistakes they've made in order to help guys to not repeat them. Because I love that about the snow community and, uh, you know, what we're what we're trying to do with this show. And everybody that that's come on this show has been very candid with, uh, you know, here's what I did. It didn't work. So don't make the same mistake I did. And that's uh, how we all get better. So, uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more of that talking about this storm today with the boys. So we did have the big storm over the weekend. We're going to get to that in a bit, so we won't waste time talking about it now. Snow Jobs merch. Do not forget to pick up your Snow Jobs merch, all right? Lots of good stuff in the store. Jeremy handles every package personally, so each item you buy is touched by the legend, all right? That that in itself should be worth a purchase, okay? You know, I, I, I would. I'd buy. What what am I? What does Matt say I am? What is, oh, what am I? Matt... Matt, I think we're going to let Matt unveil the new Jeremy tagline. That, that'll be great. But Jeremy, listen, we had a little problem putting the stickers up for sale in the store. So Jeremy's just throwing stickers in orders now with whatever you buy. So, you know, make an order, get the Snow Jobs, the Snow Jobs podcast and Snow Jobs Nation stickers. Make sure to put them on your machines or trucks, whatever. Get us pictures of it and we'll repost it for you guys. All right. Don't forget to click the follow like button on whatever platform you're listening to the show on, guys. We, we told you that last month. We got a few more of you to do it, but we still have less than half of our weekly listenership marked down as subscribed on the platforms. All right, so make sure you guys get that done for us. You know, we're doing this show for you guys every week. Help, help us out where you can, and this is one of the areas you can help us out. So, you know, if we got 1,000 listeners on a platform every week, only 500 of them are clicked as subscribing, so... Make sure you click that subscribe like button on whatever you're listening to us. All right. Uh, what else? Jay, you got anything else last week? No, not much happening here. Like I said, pretty, all right. Pretty well, then we'll just, we'll hear from Muskox and Hilltip and we'll roll right into the boys. All right. Back in 60 gang. Hey guys, Steve here. We're always looking for ways to save on labor and increase safety for our people. Last year, I purchased a game changing snowblower from my company that does just that. It's called the Muskox. Patented back drag feature and design lets us get right up to our HOA garage doors and tight spots, clean them all right down to the pavement without scratching. This beast can also scrape hard pack going forward if you needed to. It's truly a dual threat blower. Give Muskox a call. Their staff are extremely knowledgeable and have been amazing with us. Muskox, snowblowers that back drag. Hilltip's patented line of ice striker spreaders and spray striker sprayers are revolutionizing the winter services industry. Equipped with our H-Track system, contractors can see exactly how much material is being applied anywhere on a customer's property. Work sites can be geofenced and assigned to a controller so that the correct amount of material is always applied. A two-way GPRS communication channel allows for remote adjustment of a machine's settings from any device anywhere in the world. To learn more, visit www.hilltipna.com. All right, gang, we're back. So let's just get right into this. We're going to welcome in Matt Young from Young Landscapes. Mike Santalicito from ODP, Outdoor Pride is in the house, and Frank Salvatoriello from the Anthony Group in Pennsylvania to the show. You know, they all went through this uh, they all went through this storm with us last weekend and uh, you know, they're here to talk about their experiences. So, boys, welcome back. How are we all doing? What's going doing on? Good. How are you? Everybody's good. Everybody's good. Everybody recovered? Yeah, finally. Finally, it took a couple days, right? Right. Definitely did. So uh, 
Let's start, Frank. I think you, uh, outside of us here in uh, in you know downstate New York, there, Fishkill. I think you probably had the most of anybody. You you got like a foot, right? Yeah, got a little over a foot up on the mountain, and uh, about six inches down in Jersey. Gotcha, Mike. What about you? How much did you get in your vast Crossed response area? Across the board, four inches on the low end, and I think we saw eighteen. You know, the furthest north that we go in New Hampshire. Really? Yeah. Oh, that couldn't have been fun. Was it heavy as hell the whole time, uh, or was it? Was up north? They'll they'll probably say yeah in the beginning, but it got pretty fluffy once that cold okay. air dipped down, and we finally actually got the fluffy snow at the end too. We got like four inches, and we were able to you know yard off, which I'm sure the shovelers uh, appreciated. And that was not what I guarantee what Frank saw. You guys were heavy wet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah the shovelers yeah. were. We're definitely mad. <laughs> yeah, the H U M N A S two thousands. Are they screaming for sidewalk machines yet? Is Anthony going to uh, take care of it? <laughs> no, nah, not yet. I mean, not yet. Like Anthony said, you know, we don't really have too much sidewalks to cover. So, gotcha. You do good. Sweet, Matt. What about you? How much you guys get up there in uh, the Albany Capital Region area? Our range was about six to eight across okay. across our sites. Gotcha. Good. So everybody got snow. Is this, uh, I know Anthony group plowed once before, but Mike for your sites and Matt for your sites, was this the first pushable? Second for the South shore where I live, but, uh, yeah, you know what? First, uh, first for everybody else. Yeah. It was a first for us too. I don't think we pushed yet. We did a bunch of salting, but we didn't push. Yeah. First major. first major. We'd had, uh, Back around Thanksgiving, we'd had a little bit come through, but other than that, nothing. Gotcha. All right. So everybody got snow. So what was challenging about this storm? Like even pre-storm, were you guys, were, was it all hands on deck? Did you guys get, you know, all your operators in? Did you have shortages? You know, any, what, what, before the storm even came, what were the issues? I started out. I started out pre-storm. We we had a uh, a sidewalk machine, a vent track that was having a coil issue on it. So we were getting ready to move it to a site, and uh, just uh, had to kind of deal with that. So that machine became out of the question for the storm, which is unfortunate. But we were able to to supplement with something else, and you know, make it through. The cool thing about that, though, Matt, was you did have a problem. And how quickly did you get it identified and know exactly what it was? Super, super quick. I mean, we were really lucky. Actually, I reached out to, you know, a bunch of guys from the podcast and friends and, uh, you know, just threw it out there to be like, hey, guys, I got a problem. Anybody ever seen this? And Mike specifically was able to, to help me out with help from uh, from his fleet guy. So I'd say within probably about an hour, we had it diagnosed and, you know, figured out what was going on unfortunately by that time our local dealer wasn't open on and it was on a saturday so there was no shot that we were getting the part but knowing what it was was definitely a relief in, in being able to say okay you know we can track down this part for the coil and then you know obviously pick that up and have a spare on the shelf for the next time that it might happen yeah so, if if ODP's Huge. mechanics don't know how to fix Ventrax, then uh, then there's something wrong. I think, what are they, the largest fleet holder of Ventrax in the country? Uh, it's something like that, yeah. yeah I think you are. at this point. I, I think you are probably, I think you are the largest fleet holder of Ventrax equipment in the country. 
Yeah. Steve, and, uh, I got to say, too. It's the largest uh, seller at this point, probably thanks to us. But it's uh, it, it's fun. It, this group is great. Like every time one of us has an issue, it, within minutes, somebody has a solution. And whether, you know, unfortunately for Matt, he wasn't able to use it, but usually gets everybody back up and running pretty quick. So that's that's just the power of this group and the power of numbers. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a great network. It really is. I, I'm real happy. I know Jeremy's real happy that we've been able to, you know, put guys in touch with information really quick. It's awesome for everybody involved. And if that happened on a Tuesday morning, Matt would have had the part and been up and running by the time the storm storm hit on Wednesday. It was just yeah, timing. Absolutely. So you shout your out to to Steve's guy, uh, Ventrac guy Jimmy too. I mean. I was able to call him up directly. He answered my phone call out of the blue, doesn't know me, and spent 25 to 30 minutes trying to walk me through some troubleshooting on it. And then in that same time was when Mike had gotten back to me. So it was it was great. Yeah, Jimmy's the man. Jimmy's definitely the man with the dealership. And uh, he tries so, to help. Like, even if you're not a current customer, he'll try and help you out, whatever you, whatever you need Ventrac-wise. Go ahead, Jay. So, Matt, your, your local guy won't open up for you and get you to part? He didn't? Or what? No. Yeah. Does that Seriously? happen out there, Jay? Because that's this is New York. That don't happen. Yeah, yeah I'll no, call they, whoever and I'll I'll get whatever store open open to get parts. No, they they were Shit. like no that is no not shot. a thing no. here, brother. Yeah, no, we're not, not, kind of not, not going to happen. And yeah. not, honestly, like we we were we were lucky that they even had they even had the part. He said he had like three on the shelf or whatever. But we even still run into them not having. Oh, I don't have that. I got to order it. Well, like what? What good are you to me if you can't even stock something like that? Should I? I have guys that work for the dealership, a couple of dealerships, and if if there's something wrong, we'll go right to the dealership and in the door and get what we need. Yeah, yeah, well, no, that. Not I, I guess I, I didn't think that was the thing. I just like, yeah, you call somebody you know, and they'll let you in and get your parts. No, like, like even my local plow dealer, if you have a problem in the middle of the night, well, guess what? You're eight a.m. <laughs> that don't, don't fly if somebody gives me their number i don't care what it is i'll call them and it I, used I, to it used to be a thing like they used to like the local dealers for snow stuff they used to stay open or at least have one or two guys on overnight in case there were problems but that went away probably 10 years ago maybe i will say for us up here like our one of our <laughs> local uh plow dealers tnt they keep guys on during storms, which is good if you have a breakdown. But that's just for for like truck plows and stuff. Which, but I mean, that's what I'm talking about. That's good that they're still doing that because that used to happen around here. But to my knowledge, it it went away uh, years ago. They don't do that anymore. Hmm. Cutting yeah, overhead, got to cut overhead. You know, yeah. Well, that and you got to have guys who are willing to stay in on you know abnormal hours to do it, and sometimes sure. that can be tough to, tough to handle too. Sure. What if so, you blow a tire out there? They will come change the or a tire shop come in the middle of the night. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah depending on depending on who it is, sure. Oh, okay. Because I've had that I mean, too. Yeah, for like a, a loader tire, you mean? Yeah, loader tire. Yeah, I'll have. A, yeah, yeah, knock on wood, I haven't had it happen, but you know, I definitely have the you know the ability to make that phone call. Whether or not they actually show up is a is a different story. Gotcha. If you blow a loader tire, chances are, like, around here, nobody. You're not going to find anybody that has Nokians. I, I carry a spare. Especially in, this, in, in the, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I probably should, but I don't yet. If that went down, that went down. But, uh, yeah, any, uh, Matt, how did you guys make it through the storm? We did good. 
Certainly no complaints. Some of the new guys uh, really actually performed um, better than I expected, which is always great. Uh, you know, no complaints about that. Uh, a couple new sites that uh, we didn't have any issues on. Uh, my part of, of our territory, I had um, an operator who was uh, new to new to the route for this year, um, but a, a very capable operator. So he he did really really great. No complaints there. So yeah, other than that, like no you know no major issues. I think the only thing that we had break was a plow marker on on a on a, a wing plow so for that's a win guys, other, you know other than that in the vent track like we'll take that you know yeah that's yeah. a win and the storm didn't break the vent track that was broken beforehand yeah exactly so i can't complain about that at all that's a win what about you frank how'd you guys make it through the storm uh we did during the storm we were good and i mean before the storm we had two salters that wouldn't work uh we got those up and running before it actually started snowing isn't that the norm? Isn't it, can't, don't we just all expect that at least one salter is not going to work? Right. And it, believe it or not, it was two of the newest ones we got. Uh, <laughs> it was a recall on one of the modules on the truck that Anthony drives. Um, so he actually had to go back to the dealership to get it fixed. Um, but, I mean, the good thing about our dealership is they're open during the storm. They stay open just for anybody that has issues. That is nice. not a sound effect. Somebody just drove a loader into one of the offices. In the background, everybody hear that? <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> All right, so no problems, Frank. Any uh, any major issues with the storm? No, I mean the only. I mean, this was the first storm in in many years that all our guys are pretty much brand new. Yep. Uh, except for a handful of us. Um, so I mean, I had to do some adjustments halfway through the storm because some guys couldn't keep up with what other guys were doing to make the system work. Yep. Uh, Understood. So, I mean, I had a, like I said, mid-storm, swapped them out with somebody else. And after that, everything went good. Good. Very good. What about you, Mikey? Uh, storm, for the most part, went well. I mean, it, it's always tough when it starts off as, you know, a massive amount of rain. And then you get some slush on top of that with a lull. And, you know, you, you try and figure out what the bands are going to end up doing. But we, we did end up getting the snow that they talked about. It was a little bit later than they had forecasted. But that, that always happens with the way the jet stream sets up. So we... You know, we staff, we're fully staffed this year, which, you know, for as big as we are and as spread out as we are, was really kind of unheard of, but a, a testament to all the guys that went out and recruited and the marketing campaign that we did. So we had a lot of veterans come back that did amazing. They helped us train a lot of the new guys. We had a lot of new guys that did really well, like Matt said, very unexpectedly well. And we're proud of that. And then you, you have your group that, you know, tries it out and either just kind of fades and doesn't want to do it anymore or, you know, I think we had a handful of no call, no shows. So opens up some seats for some other guys that have been waiting in the queue to get in here, which is nice. Yeah. To the biggest thing for us was just the timing. We had everybody in for a certain time and we really didn't start plowing until maybe like eight hours after something like that. Okay. So guys were, the guys were tired, you know, sitting around makes you more tired than actually doing stuff yep. Shovelers too, you know, shovelers, you know, across the board, you, whether you're waiting a few hours, one hour, you know, the shovelers are the ones that get, kind of antsy the most so they're usually taking a nap and making themselves tired not doing the right things just kind of eating probably unhealthy foods and getting themselves nice and sleepy uh, <laughs> didn't have many breakdowns from what i heard we had uh we had a bunch of sites i had to do some hauling after which was cool 
So some guys got some seat time doing some trioxal moves that normally didn't get a chance to last year or the year before, uh, which really kind of opened up the amount of employees that we have to call for when we have stuff after storms to do instead of like managers trying to do it so that everybody else can get rest when mm-hmm. you know, we have another storm coming next week. So trying to make sure everybody that is essential gets rest. You know, the managers like myself will usually just jump in a machine and try and muscle through some stuff to give those guys a break. Sure. Um, yeah, overall for a storm of this size right off the bat without any, you know, one to threes or two to fours to kind of test the waters out with everything. Yeah. Work out the bugs. Yeah, did really well. Really, really proud of everybody. So you guys started as rain? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got dumped on with rain. We really? Had, yeah. No, we were all snow. Yeah, I'd say Anybody closely. else start as rain? Not here. Yeah, we started just snow. Yeah, everybody else was snow. The closer a, the border you got, the shorter the shutoff was and the quicker the snow ended up coming in. But from like the mid-Massachusetts region, Boston South, you know, we all got dumped on. So what do you what do you guys do? Like you were saying, Mike, you got a bunch of no-shows, guys. What do you do with your guys that don't show up? Do you just take them off the list then for yeah. the next time? Yeah, yeah, you take them off. Unless they call and they have like a circumstance mm-hmm. that was out of their control, like someone's in the hospital or they got in an accident going their way there. Like that's... We'll give you another chance after that, but no call, no shows. Right. We get too many people that are looking to work here, so we'll we'll just move somebody else in the spot. Yep. Yeah, I, I usually I usually text off. They don't respond. My I have a you have to respond to my text whether you can or can't. If you don't, you get a black ball after your name, so I know who you, that you're not not reliable. So yeah. So I got a phone list of black balls on my phone, <laughs> and I don't delete their numbers because in case they ever call back, I know who they are. So. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Make the black. Make the black don't call. Yeah. Just, I just see the black. I'm like, oh, this guy's not reliable. So, <laughs> What does it take to get off Jeremy's shit list? Uh, you don't. <laughs> Nobody's ever made it off yet. <laughs> He'll let you know when somebody does. Yeah. Oh, he man. Cross me, usually dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had... I'll tell you, we, it was interesting for us because we had, for the first time in history, an abundance of finish work guys, and we were short oh. operators. We had uh, let's, our, our number one truck guy, like, he's so productive in a truck. He's so good in a truck. His son was getting married, so Matt was out. So we had a guy, um, our number two truck guy, worked his butt off. How... How Rush accomplished what he did in this storm with a with a pickup truck and a plow was pretty incredible because he was doing some serious work. I don't know how he did it. And what was scaring me is we were getting crazy amounts of snow. It started flurrying for maybe an hour and a half, little steady light snow, and then it went right to freaking two inches plus per hour and just started dumping for three to four hours on us. And yeah, you know, I don't know how he kept up and he wasn't on the group call. So I kept having to call and check in on him because I'm like, shit, I haven't heard from Rush in like two hours and there's six inches of snow on the road. I don't know how what he's doing. And every time I call him, he'd just be like, ho hum, like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm I'm here. I got this done, this done, this done. I'm like, all right, the man is moving. I'm like, all right, I won't bother you then. Just call me if you're dead. <laughs> but uh it was good. What do you got, Jay? No, what did you guys get for snow race? I mean, I saw like Doyle's guys and stuff. They were just getting pounded. We, we got like, crushed. I mean, Fishkill got weather channels. said Fishkill was over three inches an hour snowfall rate for three hours. Geez. We got about a foot in four and a half hours. That'd be fun. 
It was it was not fun. But I gotta be honest, I will say this. I had no broken metal plus hoses. That's good. Oh, you did yeah. get your you got to I, use your metal plus first time, huh? Honestly, I was forced to, and I was forced to use it throughout the entire storm. Even you know, I got comfortable with it after about an hour and a half, but I would have switched it out if I had the time. Because I had it, the Arctic backup in the village, but I there was no time. You were racing from one property to the next just to keep up. You should have put the Arctic angle on one of your skids. <clears throat> we thought about it. We definitely thought about it. But again, that for see, we had a nice thing. It, it was it started about seven thirty eight. It snowed lightly till about nine nine thirty, and from nine thirty to two a.m. it just dumped, and then two a.m. Mm-hmm. it shut off. From two to five, it didn't snow at all. But I mean, if you were just race, racing around with your, you know, opening stuff, that angle would have worked perfect for that. It would have. It, it definitely would have. And you know, in hindsight, we probably should have. But uh, you know, we were just racing. We were every everybody was in their own like, holy crap, let's just keep bulking out and you know, just to keep up with it. It was well, uh, it was impressive. Well, let's get into it. Let's uh, let's everybody hear your metal plus breakdown. I mean, we heard it on the text, but let's all right. Everybody hear, let's, yeah, I mean, it's nothing I didn't say to Jordan and uh, and the guys on the group. Uh, it definitely um, has its place. It didn't break on me, and that was that was a storm that if you were going to blow hydraulic lines, that was one where you were gonna because uh, it was you know Jeremy likes to laugh at the concrete thing. It was freaking concrete. I mean, you can I posted a couple clips of the loader pushing it, <clears throat> but what you can't hear is the amount of strain on the engine, which I've never heard that. I've never heard that loader groan like that, you know, uh, trying to push, you know, 13 feet. It's uh, and it wasn't like the pushes were ridiculously long. I was trying to cut them in half knowing it was heavy snow, but the, uh, it took a while to get used to. I will say this from one storm. And again, I'm going to give it three or four storms and see how it goes. But from the first storm, I will say on a pre-treated surface, it scrapes almost as good as an Arctic, but I don't think in all honesty, I don't think it scrapes as good as an Arctic because I don't think it contours to the little dips and stuff like the Arctic does. Uh, on an untreated surface, I don't know what anybody's talking about. The Arctic hands down scrapes better. I, I, I just I, I can't I can't understand how anybody can argue that after after one storm of doing both. But I will say this: it could have been slightly off the metal plus because I'm not comfortable with it yet. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a chance. Our plan was to switch myself and my number two out in the loader after a couple hours. So we each got, and again, we couldn't stop by the time we were ready to stop that we got a little bit caught up. It was, it was snowing again because it started back up at 5 AM and snowed till two. So, uh, I, it didn't break, which was good. It will, it will bulk a lot of snow, but I, again, I don't know if it will bulk out as much I don't know if it will bulk out more than an Arctic. I, I posted a video of the, the snow stack three feet over the metal plus, you know, pushing it down at one of the uh, complexes we do. It looks like a lot of snow, but I found that I lost a lot more snow off the sides of the wings than I did with, than I ever did with the Arctic. The Arctic seems to keep rolling it forward. And you see that, you know, you see that snow moving 15 feet out in front of the Arctic when it's pushing. You didn't see that with the metal plus the metal plus like slices through but and it collects snow, but then as it starts to stack up in front of it, it doesn't push the snow as far in front of the pusher as the Arctic does. It's maybe a four foot 
in front that you see it moving and then it starts to spill off the wings. That being said, it did everything I told it to do. What I did love about the metal plus was the ability to manipulate the pile, the stack. You can bench it very easily. You can, you know, you can, you know, ram it if you need to with, whereas the Arctic you're worried about breaking blocks, you know, you ramp it up and drop it. Uh, if you go pushing, slamming into that pile, you're going to, you're going to, break a block or something or risk breaking a block but uh i mean i don't after one storm it didn't replace my arctic in my mind at any at any point but it definitely it was hard to say everybody says it's so versatile to do detail work on your own this storm was not about detail work this storm was about bulking out as much as you could as quick as you could just to keep up with it you know i'm hoping that this next one what is it tuesday i think they're saying maybe two of the models are calling for a monster and one model doesn't see it at all. And the other model saying like two to four, I'm hoping the two to four is right. And that way I can actually, now that I'm comfortable with the wing motions and movements with the buttons, it, it does take time. They're, they're a hundred percent, right? It probably will take you a good 10 to 15 hours to get comfortable with the, uh, the movements and the responsiveness and stuff. But all in all, it did everything I asked it to do. And uh, yeah, I mean, is there anything I missed that I told the group? I can't remember what. Sounds that, about right. So you got another one coming Tuesday? Maybe I, I got nothing. Maybe I should fly out. Come on out. Come on out. Yeah, definitely come on out. How, it's how, weird. They they don't know what. Honestly, they don't know. Nick from the Weather Pros said in, if you're asking him for his gut, he thinks it's going to be substantial snow. Uh, at this point, what, what the models are saying, but like one model has it missing completely to the south and getting no snow up here. And then the other model has a moderate, you know, two to four for, you know, widespread in the Northeast. <coughs> but then two models are Snowmageddon again. Nice. Like How about you, Frank? 20. How'd that new Mini and Metal Plus work for you guys, Frank? Uh, I mean, I don't I don't really use it too much because I have to kind of stay in a truck. <laughs> yep. But, I mean, just from what Anthony said, because usually Anthony's in a truck as well. Mm-hmm. And this storm, he went in it for a little while. And he loves it. Everybody I've ever talked to, I mean, we, we've never had an Arctic, though. So, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, we've had, the, like, Protec pushers and stuff like that. And then we got the Little Metal Plus, the 13-foot one. Love that. Yeah. And we just got the 16-foot, and everybody loves it that's used it. Oh, yeah. Anthony's solid mafia, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a uh, you Metal know, Plus mafia, that's for sure. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was good for me that I'm, I love the Arctic. I'm used to the Arctic. I know exactly what the Arctic can and can't do. And then to jump behind the Pless for the first time, I'm curious to see how I'm going to feel about it on round two, you know, the next mm-hmm. time. And because uh, it's just it seat did, time. Just what's seat that? Time. It's, it's just seat time. It, it, it all is. comes down to seat time. So the other thing I was going to, I remember, Jeremy, that's important, is uh, it took me a lot mo- longer to plow with the Metal Pless. And that was, again, that was possibly due to operator inexperience, but Every time I would stack and go into a pile, it would take me about six or seven seconds to reset that that metal plus in the right spot, right stance. Whereas the Arctic, you you know anybody that's ever used an Arctic, you know you 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 know ramp that snow, you're turning the machine as you're dropping the arms back down, and you're plowing the other direction, you know, in a second and a half, because you know right where that slip pitch is. You drop those shoes on the ground. All you got to do is look at your moldboard, your sides on your moldboard, make sure the moldboard's in the right spot, because you can't see the if you can't see the triangles, you're good. And boom, you're plowing again. The metal plus, I had to look at the indicators, make sure the wing indicators were straight up and down. I had to look at the slip pitch, see where that was. I had to make sure I didn't have enough 
down pressure or I didn't have too much down pressure on the plow, find that sweet spot so I wasn't burning edges. So it it doesn't sound like a big deal, a five to six second difference every time you stack, but three times that by 300, 400 times per storm, that time adds up. That's more mm-hmm. fuel. That's more labor. You know, and again, I could trim that down. The next storm we'll talk, you know, I'll, I'll give you the update next storm that could go down to, you know, three or four seconds. And eventually maybe it's equal with the Arctic. I can't say for now, but that was something I noticed. That's about right. I mean, if you're running the the Max Pro, yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're running the live box, you're you're in the same boat as just running Arctic. Yeah, this is the Max Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how about you? (laughs) How about you, Matt? How did your plows stack up? Everybody did a good job. Good plows. I mean, no, no issues. I don't have a plus, but we've got these, uh, these surely plows that are yeah. similar to the metal pluses and we've got two great operators that run those. So no complaints there. I, I do understand what, <clears throat> what Steve's saying about having to reset, you know, every time you push into a pile, things like that. I mean, I don't know. I could go either way. I don't have an Arctic to compare it to. So we run the Shuleys and then um, cage plows. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just kind of like if you're talking of the difference of a, of a second or two here or there, am I that concerned about it? No. But I agree. I think there's always a learning curve no matter what you're, you know, what you're operating or what you're pushing with. You know, there's there's no substitute for seat time that you just mm-hmm. you just can't, you can't recreate that anywhere. So. It just, uh, you know, having consistent operators with the same machines, you know, same plow setups really makes a difference. So, again, going back to what Steve had said, yes, I I do agree. Like, it will get more efficient the more comfortable you get with the, you know, the setup that you have. Yeah. Right. And I think the other important thing to note, the difference between the Pless and the Arctic, the Arctic's moldboard is is built it's meant to roll snow arctic should actually call there's a snow roller whereas metal plus is a pusher i mean that plow is almost vertical that moldboard it's not mm-hmm. it's not meant to roll snow and you will feel that you will feel that difference if i've never run an arctic before the metal plus is awesome you know i have no complaints i i would have had no complaint i, I mean i still i didn't have any complaints that thing did everything i asked it to do mm-hmm. it just did it a little bit slower than i would have in an arctic but again that could be my operator and experience we'll see how it goes after a couple more storms but uh as far as the scrape thing though i gave that a fair shot and unless i had the thing i i think after seven or eight hours in it i had it at the optimum thing doing cleanups and i do not feel that it scraped it scraped almost close to an arctic but it it didn't clean up every little skim like if you went over an uneven parking lot that was flat and then dipped maybe an inch to an inch and a half below for a second. Like it had a low point. The Arctic digs down. If you hit it right with that section of uh, moldboard, that two foot section will dig down and scrape that little dip clean. The metal plus went over the top and left like that little, uh, like, and it wasn't, it's not like we're talking about a, a quarter inch, half inch, but it left that little, that little schmutz behind that you could see and you're going to burn it off with your first two grains of salt but you know guys want an honest you know run on it that that was it but mm-hmm. i didn't dig up any he doesn't pavement. want any schmutz no schmutz no schmutz i, I want to use as little salt as possible so no schmutz left behind please <laughs> but uh but yeah Anybody? it was uh like i said yeah. I, I loved what it did in a pile 
when you had to when you had to modify your stack because there was just too much snow coming and you were in limited areas i loved what i could do with it then mm-hmm. because that thing was just it was a tank and i used it as such you know i would i was benching i was pushing over i was doing whatever the hell i had to do to make more room so that that was a definite plus over the arctic i can't do that with an arctic Right. I mean, roadability too. Like I, we talked about this in the text, yes. but like, you know, even with our Shuli plows, like being able to go from, you know, from 10 to 20 feet, like I can't with the roads that we travel from site to site, I can't run a 20 foot Arctic down the road. It's just not going to happen. No. So you definitely, uh, well, you know, yeah, definitely I, I, I felt a lot more comfortable. I know trimming Jeremy, that 813. Yeah. We don't yeah. have I felt travel that, highways no. down out here. No, we don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, there's not a cop every 78 miles. They're all over the place. But uh, you just, no, you just got to go down the road and hold traffic. They just got to move for you. You're, yeah, you're, you're that was up. a definite plus, Matt, being able to fold a 13 foot plow down to eight feet and not worry about me having to have the thing eight feet in the air to clear cars and then wondering what I'm going to do with the semi that's coming the opposite direction now because I'm not getting over the semi. So he's you only, you only got the 13. You didn't get the 16. There's a no, 16. it's an 813. Okay. 813 which and it did i mean it did good it, it really i i can't really it did everything i asked it to do i didn't have any breakages i'm sure that one was gone over with a fine fine tooth comb by the boys before they sent it out to us i'm sure every fitting was and tightened and tightened yeah locked tight <laughs> there were no leaks no uh, and i was looking the whole time yeah no it, it it did good like i said if i'd never run an arctic i'd be sitting here telling you that thing's the cat's ass mm-hmm and it it is a very close second at this point. You know, it's it's not quite an Arctic, but oh, it's so close. It's near tier one, like we were talking about. Absolutely. It's very so, yeah. close. And Definitely. it also depends on what you're doing. Like for you, Jeremy, out there bulking the hell out of everything with those huge open lots, I think the Arctic is definitely the way to go. I don't think that's even a question. The ability to roll the snow for seven, 800 feet, you know, pushes, mm-hmm. I think that's the only way to go. Yeah. And we team push a lot. So it works. Yeah. Works I think that's well. the only way to go. I don't if know you're if you doing push as well with the metal plus with those wings, you might fuck up the wings or something. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I, I definitely agree with that. And I like if you're doing like I know Dave and out at Elements, like we were talking about, he does a lot of tight stuff where his loader is the only piece of machinery on that site and he's got to do a lot of detail work for himself. I think then absolutely that has a place. Mm-hmm. I think a wing plow, hydraulic wing plow, even you know, I'm not even just talking metal plus. I think that you know, any hydraulic wing plow has a has a place. Yeah. Jeremy, how many loaders do you have to put to uh, touch tips to get 80 feet? Because Mike can do it in three. Oh, I saw that, yes. Yeah, there we go. Oh, were they touching tips? I didn't see that video. Mythical yeah. no, 80-footer. I, Here, I'll find it right now, and I'll send I would, it to I would you. Have to do, I would have to do four because I got what, I got, three, I, I got three 19s, and uh, I, could put, I could do more than 80. So I have done more than 80, so <laughs> – yeah, I'll he's just, got videos I'll just, of eight I'll loaders. Just, I'll just walk up you right there. I'll, That's I'll, it. I'll, All right, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> oh, we, man. We got, we got the lots to do that, though, so you guys don't really have those. So Anybody uh, anybody have any major breakages? Anything anything else go wrong? Yeah, what the? Sound like people are breaking shit left and right on our text stream. It was heavy. Was what was I, think Frank, I think Anthony was saying he had some stuff breaking. Yeah, we had uh, two trucks lose, lose the four wheel drive. Oh, uh, that's that's convenient. <laughs> one loader, one loader lost his heat, and that's really really the only issues we had. Gotcha. All right. 
we uh yeah we didn't have i think the only thing we broke and it's not really broken uh a bolt loosened up on one of the ventrac the ssv brooms i think that was about it and that was probably because that broom should have been switched out but we have one complex where there's one guy in an ssv and he handles the whatever it is a mile and a half of sidewalk by himself and uh he just kept racetracking so there was never he never stopped for like 10 hours so there was never more than two inches on it i i said i remember saying john you know why don't you switch this out he goes in the time it's going to cost me time and i'm keeping up with it why switch it out this thing's taking it down to bare pavement every time i'm like okay and then uh we had a bolt we had a bolt loosen up on it but i think that was it other than i think there might have been an angling issue on one of the other ones with an attachment but other than that you know the boys did great my my finish guys they worked their asses off on the the one big complex we do those seven guys in there they crushed it you know uh they just they they didn't they didn't quit they didn't complain they just kept going and that stuff was not light the one thing i i got a little disappointed because i couldn't float on this one this one was so heavy and so quick and i was down a couple operators already that i was just in the loader the whole time flying around i couldn't check on them but when i finally was able to get a break and get over to the complex and see how things were going you had i see everybody with shovels and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Why have I spent all these thousands of dollars on SSVs, snowblowers, single stage and dual stage snowblowers? The single stage blower, that cut, they're like, oh, the, it's too much for the it's too much for the single stage. I'm like, bullshit. I just did 14 inches at my parents because I forgot to shovel it. I'm like, it's 11 o'clock at night. That thing cut right through it. So I'm like, why are you guys not moving four or five inches with a single stage blower? So that we've corrected, but I'm like, why are you working harder? I don't want to beat you up. I, I want to take care of you guys as much as possible. Use the equipment as it's intended to be used. Yep. You know, otherwise, you. I'll save a lot of money and I'll just beat you to death. You know, I'll, I'll let you work for 24 hours shoveling. But I mean, like, and I'll save thousands. But I like, you know, I try and take care of my guys as best as possible. But sometimes they just don't use the equipment as it's intended to be used. And that's possibly our fault because we're not adamant about it. We, we basically give them every tool in the arsenal and tell them whatever you got to do. Go ahead, Jay. When I you're done coughing. Yeah, I didn't mean to say I, was, I hit the wrong one. So. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Jeremy, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you something. No, Go no. ahead. So how much did you guys end up hauling, Mike? I'm, I love hauling. So what did There's you guys no hauling up? here. No, Mike <laughs> said they haul. Mike said oh, they haul. that one hospital that you always have to haul, Mike? No, no. I don't even know no? if those guys got oh. to. This was... Oh, okay. uh, this was one of our biomed research sites. Um, they have a really, really tight parking lot that's absolutely full to the nines now that COVID's kind of over and everyone's back to work. So after, after a storm, they always have to do it. I don't know where it goes. I think there's a, a campus down the street that they also own that has like a snow storage area. But we had uh, eight hours worth with uh, like four triaxles going. Nice. nice. Brought a second loader in for that. So the one loader on site had some... Had some help. You know, it's always nice to round robin those trucks, two to each machine. You guys do a lot of brooming off of semi trailers again? I was going to say that. I was going to say truck brushing. Yeah. Hey, truck I'm brushing. I'm surprised those uh, pictures haven't gone up yet. But yeah, we, we had that booked before the storm even hit for uh, as soon as they forecasted it to end. Nice. Nice. Did anybody Wait, you guys uh, that during the storm too? Or is it, always, is it only just post storm or during storm? What's that? The truck brush? Yeah. Uh, it's 
It kind of depends. So we've done it during the storm. If it's like a small enough, like two to four, and it's like a slow 12, you know, 12 hour storm. If it's during the day, we'll do it. But, you know, it's usually always after a storm. Gotcha. Let me ask you a question. Because this was the first big storm of the season and we really haven't had anything in the Northeast, did you guys find that people that normally are very normal and reasonable people had unreasonable expectations of what the hell just happened? Like you got 13 inches overnight and they wanted to be out for church by 7 a.m. Like, what are you freaking kidding me? That's standard nowadays, I think. Uh, it's, yeah, speaking for that was a first for us. That no, was a first we, for we us. See that this time. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, we did. How about uh, how about failures? It was were people's phones blowing up the next two days after the storm hit? Our phones were blowing. Up. We probably got 15 calls from property owners, property managers saying my guy didn't show up or my guy came once and didn't come back. You know, they needed emergency. You know, snow removal. And they were calling around seeing who could do it, or they were calling around saying, This is we're we're done with this. You know, can anybody take us on? Anybody else? Anybody have any failures and stuff? I, one. I, I think Anthony had a couple phone calls. I'm sure. So one was an existing client that we were already plowing for. It's it was their headquarters that we don't do. And they couldn't get a hold of the guy that was plowing it. That I guess he probably just shut his phone off, or whatever. They just needed salted. I had a guy in the area, so I just tossed him over there and, and gave him a hand with that. But that was it. Nothing, nothing that I heard as of yet. Well, you, Matt? Yeah, we had one. We had a couple that needed just some some extra assistance, and then we had one that I know they're going to be they're going to be making a switch. We're actually in the process right now of yeah. getting. Uh, yeah, getting like the- Frank. I mean, you you're up on the mountain. You got a foot, Frank. You you can attest to it. That was not a storm that you were going to be able to handle if you had multiple properties doing them with a truck. No, you no. needed you needed iron. Yeah, I mean mo- most of like the way our stuff spread out, like we don't drive our machines from site to site because mm-hmm. they're designated to that site. Um, then usually, like me and Anthony are the ones that float around with the trucks. Um, but I mean, like I said, once I I switched everybody halfway through the storm, everything went real good after that. Um, all our clients were happy. I mean, Anthony was getting phone calls saying how good it looked. So yeah. at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. <laughs> that's great. Yep, absolutely. I mean, we definitely, we there were some definite moments like you just had to take a deep breath and be like, all right, let's just calm the hell down. Just plow down, push, repeat until it stops. You know, you, all you got to do is go one minute longer than it does. You know, and that's that's all you got to do is outlast it. But uh, there was there was a lot of, that was a lot of snow in a very short time. And we have a lot of zeros that like we have a couple firehouses that we know we have to hit that ramp every two inches because otherwise they can't get the trucks out. They'll hit the, they'll hit the roof or hit the ceiling on the way out. So now you factor a couple sites like that where they got to be pushed every two inches and you're getting three inches an hour and it's taking you 25 minutes to do those, you know, the front of the, the front apron of those firehouses that's uh you know how do you fit that in you know that's tough so it was, it was tough to overcome but we got it done not it wasn't perfect there was uh we used some contractual language to our advantage uh the next day as far as uh you know people uh people have unrealistic expectations it's not like you just got two inches here and this is a nothing this is 13 and a half 14 inches depending on where you are of heavy shit and oh well wait a minute, why isn't that dumpster done, you know, 20 minutes after the storm is over? Well, because it doesn't have to be done per your contract for 24 hours. Guess Mm -hmm. what? You know, we'll get to it. You can rest assured we're going to get to it before that 24 hours is up. But 
on a storm like that where the guys are all going 30 hours, you got to get them some rest in there somewhere. You can't just, you know, beat them to death. So we took advantage in a couple of places that we don't normally do. We've probably spoiled our customers, you know, on certain things where they come to expect a certain thing to be done in a certain amount of time. And this one, there were a couple of things that that were missed, too, which we don't normally do. But it's not all, you know, like Instagram, everything's perfect and everything. I got no problem telling you we're human. There were a couple of things that were missed that guy, you know, I went down the checklist with the, uh, the crew leaders saying, all right, yeah, you're done. Okay. Uh, let me pull out the list. All right. You got this, 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 yes, 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 yes. And then on Dawn patrol, the guy gets there and he's on Dawn patrol the next morning. And he's like, yeah, they didn't, they missed two and they missed six. Oh, okay. Well then that's what Dawn patrols for. Basically. Nobody's immune to it. It happens. No, there. It happens. Everybody. It happens. It happens. It happens to everybody. It's a natural thing. You don't have to pretend you're always fucking perfect. But bottom line is every one of our complexes, every one of our sites at no time were they inaccessible Were they at no time. Do I think any of them had over two inches on the road, even with three inch an hour snowfall rates? Guys were guys were war- my guys were warriors in this. They really were. They never. I don't even think anybody said anything about getting something to eat or anything for the first 18 hours. You know, it was just, you know, they, they just went, they did it. They didn't complain. I'm very proud of them. They did a phenomenal job and I'm sure you guys are all, you know, the same way you guys, your crews, I'm sure worked real hard for you. You know, anybody you guys want to mention that, that did an exceptional job for maybe, maybe it was in a position that they aren't normally in. Like for us, we had, we had finish work crew guys, that we put in machines that have never been in machines before. And they, they race tracked it for freaking 18 hours. So like for me, it was, you know, Eric did a phenomenal job. I had to throw him to the wolves because two of my operators got stuck in uh, firehouses. They couldn't get home. So uh, he did a phenomenal job. He jumped in a, a machine behind an Arctic and you know, that's the nice thing about the Arctic. I can literally put a guy that's never run a machine before and he can get in an Arctic and, and within a 20 minutes and to an hour, he's running like an all-star. I couldn't do that with the Pless. I couldn't put, you know, a guy that's done that, you know, never done that before behind that 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 machine. But uh, yeah, anything like that for you guys? You had you had uh, you want to give any shout outs to guys that were doing things that were above and beyond what they normally do, and they did great. Yeah, man, we got I got two guys. So one was uh, he was a shoveler for us for the past two years. This year we put him in the nine oh eight with the sixteen foot metal Pless for the first time during that storm, and I mean he ran the whole storm by himself. And he That's did awesome. great. That's great. And that guy, that kind of happened because Anthony's son, I put a plow on his truck like the week before the storm. And uh, so he was in the truck for the first time and he did good. You know, nice. I just want to give them two guys uh, the recognition. Very cool. What about you, Matt? Just across the board, shout out to all my guys. Um, especially I got one, the one guy, Rick, who a uh, great operator, but I threw him on a route that he was unfamiliar with. And he performed excellent. Another guy, Justin, who uh, manages uh, quite a quite a few <clears throat> sidewalks uh, for us. He did fantastic because um, he had a couple newbies under his belt. He's he's seasoned, so he knows the drill. But you know how it is when you throw a couple of guys who 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 don't you know aren't familiar with it. Um, so they managed it really really well, uh, actually beyond expectation. And then. No, just across the board, everybody did great. We actually, a little bit of a side note, we um, 
we signed up with Yeti Snow for like snow tracking. I was going to ask was, you about that. This this was the first you know the first real go around with it, and um, very impressed. Uh, yeah. Very, very happy with with that platform um, for tracking, service tracking, things like that, and like, nice routing and dispatch. We we have a few like a few bugs to work out that literally just falls on me um, with not you know with a little bit of the back office stuff, but. Yeah, Yeti Snow was was really you know Im- impressive to to work with, so it's awesome. definitely happy with that. Easy to use and everybody liked it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like you know, we like we even said with like new plows and stuff like that. There's there's a, there's certainly a learning curve, but even post storm, uh, you know, post storm records and and service tracking and things like that, you know, mm-hmm. no complaints at all. So, what are you paying for that, Matt? I'm not familiar with Yeti Snow's rates. So the way that they they have different packages based off of the amount of sites that you have. Okay. So so their their pricing does vary depending upon sites. But you know, for what we pay for it, I'm, you know, more than happy to to, you know, write that check. But just based off of That's one great. storm. You know, it, it definitely paid for itself right right then and there. So That's awesome. Cool. Glad it worked out. That's great. So that was Yeti Snow. I think did Sean try that too? I think Sean uses it, yeah. I think he was trying it this year. I think he, does, I think he was yeah. doing a demo. Oh, I, I thought, thought he, he used it. For it. I don't I don't know if he was. I, I don't I think uh <laughs> I don't know how, what what did you say? I missed it. I thought he needed snow for it. Well, I mean <laughs> yeah, Yeti Salt. They have an auxiliary salt. program, Yeti Salt. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'll tell you the the couple things that that really stood out to me and it's so minimal, like you know, we, we have the issues with the mammoth, you know, obviously everybody's heard that, but I also, you know, in the interest of keeping it fair, those Arians two stage and single stage blowers, I don't, I challenge anybody to show me a better snowblower, better built and better performing the Arians professional 21 single stage. That thing is a freaking beast. It does not break. It is just easy as hell. I can put my eight year old behind it and have. And it goes through anything. Like I said, at the end of the storm, now this is, it stops snowing at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and about 11 o'clock at night before I called it quits for a couple hours, I remembered that the guys plowed my parents' my parents' driveway across town, but they did not, they didn't shuffle it. So I got there. The only thing I had in the pickup truck was a shovel and that Arians Professional 21 and 14 feet of wet, heavy shit or if I'm 14 feet, 14 inches, wet, heavy stuff that had been sitting there now for hours and hours and hours, that went right through it. I mean, it didn't throw it 40 feet, but you don't need it to throw it 40 feet. You need to throw it four feet. That's all you need. Get it off the sidewalk somewhere else. That thing went right through it and saved my ass. And the other really cool thing about that is the handlebars. I didn't even know this. They're designed for you to basically put the handle against your tailgate, jump into the the bed of the truck, reach down, grab the handle, and the whole thing slides up effortlessly into the truck, right to the wheels. It's just, I I was wondering why it was curved like that, the handle, and I just found out why. It's it's as easy as it can possibly be. So shout out, kudos to Arians on that, that Professional 21. Best part is most of it's metal. Most of it's, the the, the whole body is is, uh, steel. So it's not, uh, you know, it's not plastic. So you can, it, it'll take a popping. But yeah, that worked really well. Anybody else got any equipment that, that went above and beyond, did really well? 
No. No. Crickets. Crickets. Well, I can. I can. Listen, I, I'll call it, I'll call it how it is. If they make something bad, I'll tell them. If they make something good, I'll tell them. You know, it's I'm the same guy, man. I'm this guy every time. Who is he? He's an asshole, sir. I know that. What's his name? That is his name, sir. Asshole, major asshole. But I can be fair. You know, you can be an asshole, but be fair. No. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a break. These guys have got to get a drink. Let's take a quick break. We'll hear from Hilltip and Plowright. We'll be right back. Make your business more profitable with Hilltip spreaders and sprayers equipped with our H-Track two-way GPRS tracking and control system. To learn more, visit www.hilltipna.com. Take on winter's worst with the world's best, Hilltip. Guys, if you've followed the show lately, you've heard us mention the Plowright snow stakes. Well, now that I've tried them, I have to say I'm a huge fan. Installing traditional snow stakes is time-consuming, expensive, and if you're using fiberglass, just downright dangerous due to the splinters. That's where the Plowright marking stake system comes in. Their patented installation tool can install up to 450 stakes per hour. The stakes are made of hollow polypropylene, which will not crack, break, or splinter. They have three different size options from 26 to 46 inches. Come in five standard colors, orange, green, blue, red, and hot pink. Best of all, everything is 100% made in the USA. Log on to plow-right.com and order yours today. Be sure to use the promo code SNOWJOBS at checkout to save 10% off your order. Why are you laughing, Jeremy? What are you going to ask me? <laughs> Not, nothing. No, you sure? Because I, yeah. I thought I saw your wheels turning. I, I, know, I think I know what you were thinking about. So the Plow-Right markers, yeah. the weight of that snow... When I did the first wind row down the one complex and pushed about four or five inches off, they literally all disappeared like oh, yeah. dominoes. They all went down under the weight of the snow. And guess what? I'm like, yeah, these things didn't work. Fiberglass. I don't I don't think the fiberglass would have done that. You know, they didn't stay up. It was too heavy. It knocked them all down. Well, guess what? The snow melted from the rain the other night. The two inches of rain we got. They're all standing straight back up. So they're all yep. still they're all still in the ground. They're all, you know, none of them disappeared in the snowpack. None of them laying on the ground, so they all came right back up. So I was uh I was cursing at one point and then I'm like, "Nope, actually they're all back. So we're good see, to go." Ones that I specifically plowed over, you know, like to try and see what was going to happen with them, they sprung right back up. Yep. Yeah, yeah after the after the heavy snow is off them, they spring right back up. But so that was good. That was good to see because I was like, what the hell? They're all gone. You know, none of them stayed up. None of them stayed in the ground. And then as soon as the rain washed the uh, the snowbank away, whoop, they're right back standing in the air. So that was good. Good for plow right. What else? Anybody got anything else? Yeah, I want just uh, give a quick shout out to really my entire team. I, I know we all echoed this really, but, you know, this was not a storm that, uh, a lot of new guys and a lot of veterans can just get back into willy nilly. This, this was a tough one, long hours, different precipitations across the board. Like the, this wasn't easy. So I just want to shout out everybody on, uh, on the one team, you know, kudos to all you pushing through it, helping each other out. And, you know, a special shout out to our senior ops guy, Kevin, who during the entire storm, we had, you know, various operators that were just at that 30 hour mark that were just fading. And he, he just drove to wherever they were, jumped in their machine, helped them just get to where they needed to be, and then went site to site. You know, every distress call that he got, he basically he basically kept that storm rolling when we probably could have had some balls dropped in areas that it really would have mattered. And so, you know, having guys like that is crucial. I, I just want to give him the recognition that he deserves. And 
hope I know a lot of us probably have those guys in our crew. I'm sure every one of us in this call has somebody, you know, oh, yeah. rely on for yep. stuff like that. So, you know, just, it's not an easy industry to be in to have guys like that still is it, it's great. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they, they definitely, this was not easy. Mike, Mike, you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, it wasn't just not easy. It was fucking tough. Like this was not, this was not something to mess around with. It was not messing around. Did you guys get the wind bad too? We got like ridiculous wins. Yeah, it got bad towards the end, but we also got like some random patches that came through when we were like perfect wet, you know, pavement everywhere. Yep. Here's yep. two inches. Here's an inch. Yep. Here's three yep. inches. Go fuck yourself. Like this is what you're gonna get. And <laughs> yep. the guys are just looking at it and they just they're so defeated. They just I don't know that they powered through it, but you know, the nor'easters are always they're they're guaranteed they're gonna send stuff like that at the tail end they of the just, storm. Yeah, they just fuck with you. They they literally fuck with you. You think you see the light at the end of the tunnel and then oh not so fast, motherfucker. Yeah. Go ahead, Frank. What do you got? Yeah, I'm gonna go off of what Mike said. And I mean, just our whole crew, like I said before, this was the first time in many years that everybody was new. I mean, we were throwing guys in trucks that we've never even seen plow before. Yep. <laughs> and they did an awesome job. Um, everybody kept going. I mean, like people started dying down towards the end, you know, but they power through it and they get Red Bull or whatever they need. You know, I go to the store, grab it and bring it back and then they're ready to go again. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's good for everybody, you know, it is. It's, it's great. I wish uh, the guys could have gotten a nice little warm up storm, but you know, at least you could tell them, listen, it's not, there's not much worse you can do that, you know, that after you've done that, there's not much worse they could possibly throw at you. So now you know what, uh, you know, you know what's coming. But yeah, my guys, the same thing. Like my my whole crew being able to to have Eric jump in the uh, machine that he's never run before, and he was an all star. He kept going, never complained. Yeah, the the finish work guys, you know, John over at the Commons Complex. He uh, he was a he was an animal. I don't know how he did what he did, but he was an animal. And he did it with quality. Like there was no, it didn't matter. Three inches an hour coming down he was still attention to detail. So like those are the guys you, you can't afford to not have with you. They're, they're just incredible. You know, Sean's whole crew, those guys were outstanding. Colin and Tyler Selber, though they were new to us this year and there was no quitting them. So I, I was extremely proud of my guys. And, uh, you know, I, I'm really not concerned with, uh, you know, some Karens out there, you know, out of, you know, you, you're always going to have 99% positive. You're always going to have those Karens and Kens that uh, they wake up in the morning pissed off because the sky is blue and water's wet. So, you know, you don't worry about that too much. But, uh, yeah, the guys crushed it. Couldn't be prouder of them. And, uh, you know, I thank them for all the hard work because they, they definitely, they earned every freaking penny. That was not an easy storm. That was uh, That was something else. Did you, Frank, did you guys get elevated rates? Like, were you in the two-inch? Per, plus per hour range uh yeah and then i mean like you said before like by you it stopped for a couple hours and yep. then it was good um by us I, it stopped for a little while maybe probably like an hour or two and then it just came back around i mean when we were, it came back around for us it was a lot lighter it we were you were able to keep up with it it was like your normal half an inch an hour rate but yeah those first those first four and a half hours i was telling jeremy <clears throat> he was asking how it was going I was radio silent for like 24 hours. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't post anything. I didn't text. We got no, this was the goddamn of it all. We got next to no footage from this entire storm because we were too busy to do it. 
when the, during the height of it. And then we were too tired to worry about it when, you know, when it slowed down and we were able to catch up. So I think I have like four or five video clips where I just happened to push the record button for six minutes while I was doing something with the loader, but none of the skids got videos. None of the sidewalk guys got it. Everybody's just too busy. So like we lost all that opportunity for great footage, but it was coming down so bad at one point. It was such a whiteout. I told Jeremy, I shut my lights off. I was plowing in pitch black because it was easier to see than having any loader lights on. It was a total whiteout. When we were in that three inch an hour range with the wind, you could not see a foot in front of you with the lights on. So I yeah, shut the lights off. I used the street lamp light, the, the ambient, uh, you know, halogen glow from the orange street lamps. That was it. Yeah, we had the same problem up here. You couldn't see. You couldn't you know, see. For, us, for the couple of us that drive from site to site, I mean, it was just driving. It was crazy. I was using the force. The only thing I was looking for was headlights coming the other way, but I couldn't tell you where I was in that road driving from site to site. I could oh, have been well over the double yellow, but if you didn't see headlights coming the other way, I just I made sure I put the plow high in the air, give myself every little bit of uh, clearance if I did miss somebody. But if, if somebody was walking across the road, you were never going to see them. Oh, no, not, absolutely not. I mean, even Never by us, when, that, uh, when it was coming down, I mean, the state didn't even plow. They just parked their trucks and they were waiting. And then, and then all of us contractors that are driving around, I mean, I mean, luckily, some of us get along up here on the mountain. Mm -hmm. And yeah. everybody know if something's wrong and where you're going. Because, I mean, everybody kind of knows everybody's route. Yep. We, well, we own them. Right? We own yeah, them. we definitely do. I, I, I will say the state, the state DOT guys for our area and the town – the town of Fishkill Highway, there's no keeping up with three inch an hour snowfall rates for four hours when you have that kind of route work to do with those trucks. They still did a hell of a job. I mean, there may have been four or five inches on the road at any given time in some spots, but, you know, that's to be expected. You can't keep up with that. But they did a they did a phenomenal job because there could have very easily been a foot. You know, the whole foot could have been on the road, but they 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 definitely kept up with it. So shout out to New York State DOT. If they're listening and uh, the town of Fishkill Highway, those guys did a great job, too. But yeah, it was it was impressive. I'm glad I got to see it. I hope I never see it again. Three inch an hour. That uh, that was interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I got a picture I'll post of the uh, the radar and you see this band that just literally is right over Newburgh, Fishkill, like Hopewell. It's right in my zone. And I'm like, it, this doesn't exist anywhere else on this map, but there's that band. Like, it's so thin, but it just hung over us for four hours. Like, we literally, no exaggeration, got a foot of snow in about four and a half hours. It was crazy. Glad I saw it. I don't want to see it again. That's why Jeremy was Jeremy was busting my week. balls last night. Yeah, that's what Jeremy and Matt were breaking my balls last night. Yeah, I, I, I was like... Because that storm that's coming, I'm like, just give me two or three inches. They're like, you don't want snow? What are you kidding me? I'm like, I don't want to. I mm. honestly don't want to. I'm not worried about it. I'll push it because I'm, like I said, I'm at worst. I'm in a loader or a truck. I'm uh, not. I'm worried about my guys. I don't want to beat not, up my guys two times in a row. I'm not doing this argument. Oh, Jeremy, I know. Well, listen, we do a lot of handwork. You don't do a lot of handwork. Well, don't be in the game. I just don't want to. I don't want to beat up my guys. That's all. I like to take care of my guys. You push like five times a year. You'll be fine. Uh, we'll see. This year could be interesting. You push an inch at a time. Let's be realistic here. You push yeah. an inch at a time. My daughter could do that. That's fine. You know, push yeah. a foot. <laughs> push a foot of we'll heavy push, shit. We'll push or anything. shovel it. 
We won't let it I get don't. to a foot. We will never let it get to a foot. We're that fucking good. So. Oh, that's it. That's it. Oh, oh I love to get Steve round up. So yeah, uh, it's a totally different ball game, right, Matt? Oh yeah, totally I, 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 got a, I had a uh, I had a first uh, this storm, and I've been I've been doing this for a darn long time. I had a drunk driver come through one of my lots and hit my trailer. Oh, I heard that. Oh yeah. But in uh, snowing, snowing like a bastard, this guy ripping through a lot, just out of nowhere, almost takes out an island in a tree and then proceeds to uh, drive past my loader and run down and, uh, and and run into my sidewalk trailer. Literally right in front of me and two guys, like just out of control. Out Shouldn't of have been parked there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's clearly our fault. It's your fault. Yeah. It's, your fault. So, it's your fault. You got to anticipate drunk drivers on Saturday night. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, this guy was bombed. We raced down there, sprinted down there, start, you know, hooting, hollering at the guy, like, you know, and he couldn't even figure out how to roll the window down and, and get dislodged. He was that drunk. I'm telling like I was standing probably me and uh, one of the the sidewalk guys, Sean, we were probably four or five feet away from the car. He rolled the window down and you could, you could smell it. It was just like, Oh my gosh, this guy was absolutely in a snowstorm. So that's impressive. Called the cops. They tracked. They tracked him down. That's and, standard. Uh, he here. tried tried to deny it and say that we were fabricating it after I had pictures of his license plate and the damage that he had done to the trailer. So they locked his ass. Wow. Out. He was he was bombed. But That's luckily, impressive. you know, like not not crazy damage to the trailer. None of us got hurt. So, but yeah, that was yeah. That could have uh, been a lot worse. Could could have yeah. Could have been absolute you know tragedy. Uh, you know, it, it really could have. So, you know, to to be able to. To sit here and kind of chuckle about it is one thing, but you know, I'd hate to be uh, putting one of my guys in the ground. You know, absolutely. That's a that's incredible. Oh my god, I can't even imagine that. The roads were kind of clear. I will say around here, everybody cleared out pretty early. I would say it started snowing by like maybe seven thirty to eight thirty period. By ten o'clock, everybody was off the roads. Like nobody, there was no you know nobody on the road after that really. Weather pros for us hit it right on the head. It started at 5 p.m. and uh, but it didn't. It took a while to to materialize in at least in our in our area. Weather pros nailed this one. You know, yes. I like to beat them up when they miss when they mess up, but uh, they they nailed this. They were dead on. Even even the end time, you know, they nailed the lull. They because everybody there were other weather services I was looking at. Nobody called the lull. They just thought it was going to snow all the way through. And or change to rain, and Rob and Nick were adamant. No, listen, here you're gonna get kicked in the total fucking giblets for fucking four or five hours, and then by two a.m. it's going to almost stop completely till five a.m. and then you're gonna get another inch to two inches on top of that. So they they nailed it. They they ab- absolutely nailed it. So good for them. What do you got, Mike? I hit the wrong button. Oh, there we go. All right. Anybody got anything else or we'll wrap this? Got nothing. Again, blank stares and dead silence. Well, the one good thing to come out of this storm for everybody in the Northeast is... Show me the money! That's right. We all made some money. Everybody came out safe, healthy. That's good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear not too many breakages. And we'll uh, we'll have to... What what do you got, Jay? No, it just seemed like a whole different vibe, like on Instagram and stuff. Like everybody was 
seemed to be upbeat and stuff. All the stories we were seeing and stuff like that. So that was nice to see everybody out plowing and seem well, like it's everybody's the first having storm. a good time. Give it, you know, yeah. It's the first storm. Things. Yeah. If we get well, kicked in the balls again, right back to back, you won't see the yeah. same uh, upbeatness. Uh, <laughs> you're, saying, you're saying we're getting about 12 inches on Tuesday. That's well, we're hoping the models all disagree on what's coming where yet. So we're hoping that, uh, well, I'm hoping at least that it's a nice two to four, three to five, somewhere in that range. I don't want, I saw it one model that had us in 16 to 20. I'm not happy about that. I'll take 16. I take 16 to 20 every week. Let's go. Nah, I'm not, <laughs> not me, dude. Right, me, uh, right, yeah, damn right. I want reasonable, reasonable snow. <laughs> but anyway. It. Yeah, I think I want to shine. Uh, what's that? I love seeing that shit shooting. Then we can just shine for anybody else. See how good we are. So I'm, saying, I'm not trying to be oh. an ass. I'm just saying. No, that, listen, that, we, I, we I crushed love, it. I, I love the crush stuff, and then oh yeah, we we crushed better. it. I just don't want my, I, I just don't want to have to ask my guys twice in a row to crush you know major fucking deals. Let's Wonder. just let's have a nice easy one in between, and then we'll get another major. I'm Wonder. confident in my guys that they will crush anything at any time because they, oh, they will absolutely will plate. gotta have guys who are willing to step up to the plate when when it's when you call their number they I'm will tired. crush it i'd rather them crush it for six hours than 36 hours that's all i think that's well, our a lot guys to ask. our guys here are, are hoping for 12 inches <laughs> yeah they like the big storms yeah well so do we because we got the equipment to do it so it's great but uh Anyway, all right, good enough, boys. I think uh, I think we're good. I think next week maybe Jay will have to track down some of the Midwest guys that are getting slammed this week and hear all about it. Yeah, maybe try and get David to give us a little time. Yeah. Yep. All right. A bell. There we go. Yep. Anybody? We'll see. So yeah, guys, if you're hearing this, uh, get a hold of us on Instagram if you got hit big by this Midwest storm here. I think Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, parts of Minnesota, anyway. Yeah, Josh is getting a bunch today. So, yeah. All right, there we go. All right, guys. Well, thank you to Matt, Frank, and Mike for coming on with us. I think uh, that was good. Some good information about the storm out there. Uh, that's going to be a wrap. Jay, you got anything else? No, sir. Hopefully everybody keeps getting snow and keeps rolling. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. So we're going to wrap episode 50. Jeremy and I want to thank all the boys for coming on with us again, as always. Everybody, uh, we'll see you next week. We're out. Be safe out there, guys. Keep pushing.